Okay, so uh, hi guys. I hope you're doing well. So as you all know already, I have with me Doodle Drama, also known as Monica Tata. She describes herself as you've got it already as an over enthusiastic potato, and as a Bengali, I love potato. Anywho, she's also a freelance illustrator and a cartoonist, and I just got to know that she stays literally one stop away from where I stay. She makes these adorable colorful comics on her page and a bunch of other stuff. Let's get to know her more. Monica, welcome back to the Paper Pencil Podcast. <laughs> thank you so much sir. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for that amazing introduction and uh, for everyone who's listening potatoes are great if you disagree with us then you're not our friend. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um okay, on on that note. Okay, so how are you doing first of all? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good as well, and uh, now that I know you stay literally one bus stop away from <laughs> where I stay, I have to say let's meet up one day really, really soon for a cup of coffee, maybe. For sure, definitely, definitely. All yes. right, Monica. First of all, thank you so much for taking out time to come and join me in this conversation. Uh, Absolute pleasure. About, uh, about art, right? You know what? I I generally start off on this note, and I think that's a great place to start off with you as well. So, of course, most people know you as Doodle Drama, and and of course, I'd also ask you why the name Doodle Drama. But to kind of get it all started, uh, why don't you take us through your journey? So, where did this all begin? Uh, how did you reach where you are? Okay, so the year was nineteen eighty nine when I was born. Okay, I won't take you that back. <laughs> Then we're just gonna be here for the rest of our lives. But uh, let's fast forward it a little bit. Um, I have not studied art. I'm a self taught artist. I actually did my undergraduate in B Com honors, so I'm a commerce student. Mm-hmm. And then I did my masters in mass communication because mm-hmm. I was hoping to become a writer, a copywriter mm-hmm. for ad agencies, or become a become a good journalist. Right. uh for a media house right. but i'm Did glad i didn't do that given the nation yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly so when uh, given the state of journalism in our country right now i'm glad i i'm not one but anyway <laughs> we won't go there um so yeah i i've actually always enjoyed uh being creative i wouldn't say uh, just drawing mm-hmm. so i was that kid who dabbled in a lot of things i've had like a host of hobbies um you know when i was like i i can't sit still and i can't like have my hands idle um mm-hmm. but i think drawing sort of took center stage and all my other hobbies sort of took backstage right. uh, when i came to bangalore to do my masters uh, so that very late in my life i would say uh, in my early 20s actually because uh, when i was in my in my college they didn't really allow us to blog about things or uh, you know show dissent in any form right. so i took to comics to basically be the rebel So right. you know whatever is bothering me like whether that's yeah on that uh, may i know which college is this like what sort of college <laughs> this that you went to because sure. <laughs> this almost reminds me of that what mohabbate right mohabbate movie where they went to this one <laughs> yeah 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 
Yeah, yeah, and also breathing loudly is not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it's on the manifesto now. Okay, if you take uh, more than three breaths per class, oh, <laughs> you are out. Oh shit! No, no, but the college was really strict and ridiculously strict. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's when. So in my early twenties, when I was twenty-two, twenty-three, is when I started drawing uh, comics exclusively. And when I say I, mean, I was drawing comics, I was essentially just doodling on notebooks and that back of all of our notebooks. Right. So everybody in class had like a comic by me in their notebook, whether they wanted it or not. Oh, wow. uh, and uh, I realized the power of comics that way because I got caught multiple times, obviously drawing, doing caricatures of professors and making you know short comic strips. But I realized the power of comics because. I was so scared when I got caught the first time because I thought this is it and I'm not going to get my degree. But they laughed it off, and I realized mm-hmm. that comics have that effect that you know you can use humor to like you can be sat- uh, you can use satire and humor right. uh, beautifully that way. Right. Uh, so yeah, and then that continued, and I started working. I worked three jobs before I quit uh, in 2016, and I've been doing this full time since. Mm-hmm. So. I used to draw even when I was working, and I used to keep uploading uh, work on social media. Instagram is fairly new. I was quite active on Facebook, okay. and I had like six followers. Three were friends, and three were family. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> so yeah, so so yeah, it, it actually started like that. And then I slowly, I I used to draw on paper, take a picture and upload it. Mm-hmm. Then I started drawing on MS Paint when I uh, borrowed a drawing tab from my friend uh, for the first time. So I used to draw on MS Paint. I drew on MS Paint for almost three years, MS and then Paint. Photoshop. Yeah, and then Photoshop hit me because I was working for an ad agency as a client executive, and I saw the art guys working on the software, and I'm like, this doesn't look like MS Paint. Ye kya? And they're like, nobody uses <laughs> MS Paint, by the way. So then uh, I realized there's something called Photoshop. So what I used to do is after work hours, I used to sit with the art art team, and then I used to take my notebook and I used to make notes every single day. And mm-hmm. I used to come home, and I had a—I'm not very proud to say it—but I had like this trial cracked version of Photoshop on my laptop <laughs> because I didn't want to pay for it. So I was in. <laughs> We've all done this shady yeah. stuff. Yes. yes. So yeah, so I used to come home and then practice till like late in the night, mm-hmm. and then write more doubts, and then go back the next day and ask them. Oh wow! I did this to the point where the art team was irritated, and they were like, "Hame baki kam bhi hai. We can't start a tutorial tuition class for you here." <laughs> so then I discovered YouTube, and I was like, "Okay, I'll ask my questions to the internet instead." Right. So that's that's how I practice Photoshop and uh, Photoshop, and yeah, that's. I think I, I I went all over the place with my journey story, but oh, but that's how journey should be, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So yeah, this is actually the short version of the very long version. So all right, which started. And, yeah, finally I quit my job in 2016, mm-hmm. um, and I thought I should give this a shot. And I gave myself one year time. I saved up my salary, and I was like, I'll do this for a year. I'll see how it goes. If it doesn't work, I'll go back to having taking a job. 
but touch wood it's it's going to be 5 years this may since i've been doing uh, running doodle drama full time wow. and i've not had to go back to taking up a job so i'm quite blessed that that that's beautiful yeah that, and I, may i say that that is a dream for so many people of course including me as well but yeah that, right. that that's a dream right like just just doing this full time and not kind of having yeah. to worry about a lot of things i'm sure you have to worry about a lot of things where you are yes. but at least from <laughs> my side the grass does look greener and yeah that, that's definitely for sure okay yeah. so uh, so you you kind of uh, went through that whole journey but i think one thing has been common for you what I, from what i understand of your journey is that comics has been the center thing for you throughout am i correct like right from those yeah. college days uh, comics yeah, yeah, yeah. so you, so let's yeah. say you never really as an artist went for let's say okay let's try and make a portrait or you know what let's try and make a landscape or something of that sort नहीं नहीं एम्बिशन नाम की चीज है ही नहीं तो आई वाज कॉमिक्स बस अभी कॉमिक ही बनेगा और कुछ नहीं बनाएंगे सो आई दिंगलीस टू पीपल एज वेल आई राइट मोर देन आई ड्रॉ एंड समथिंग दैट वेरी वेरी फ्यू पीपल आई से दिस एट एवरी ऑपरचुनिटी आई गेट बट आई राइट अ लॉट आई डोंट ड्रॉ एज मच इज आई राइट and for me stories is the crux of my brand like uh, there are there are times uh, when i look at my own work and i feel like you know this color could have been better or you know this this stroke could have been better you know the 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 character drawing could have been a lot better could have been more refined but that's never really my point of focus for me it's what is being told by this comic so i actually hold content in very high regard i feel like stories are very important you can also make stick figures Mm-hmm. it's fine you can also like make shapes and you can tell a story through it it doesn't matter how you draw and where you've been to which school you've had a uh, degree from but i think stories is what matters so that's why i always stick to comics because i like telling stories through characters that is that is very interesting cuz okay you know what uh, cuz i i know i anyway i'm going to go into that later in the conversation but you know i also love what you just said like i also love telling stories and storytelling is something which is very close to me and i uh, with each passing year i kind of realize that i really really love it okay but one thing where i have a problem is lately this is uh, i've been trying figuring it out lately that i don't get stories okay so if there is a story mm. or an experience that i've been through or something that i've read or something i can tell it really beautifully and i know i can do that really beautifully but when it comes to creating a story na uh, i don't know i just feel that i am not I, that's something which i'm not capable of and that's like, i think that's a huge mental block in my head but of course i'll mm. get to that later as to how do you really write those stories because you mm. are i think the first person i'm meeting who's saying that like as an illustrator that the story is more important than the art uh, generally for us yeah. illustrators it's like oh my god that color visual I mean, is how that particular <laughs> stroke quality right uh, that's that's, that's interesting Okay, so tell me more about Doodle Drama. So, uh, I know Monica Tata is a cartoonist. She does, makes cartoons mm. and comic strips. But uh, how is Doodle Drama different from who you are, or is it the same? What is it like? I wouldn't say it's the same, but at the same time, I wouldn't say it's different because Doodle Drama is essentially how I put it is it's just an extension of who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an extension of my personality. It's a slightly more exaggerated, a little more intense uh, version of who I am. but but it's definitely attached to me i am somebody who can't separate the art from the artist mm-hmm. and i feel like i am always attracted to art that gives me a little a bit of a glimpse of the artist because right. if otherwise i uh, for me i think that's the soul of art like if i if i uh, consume art 
I need to be able to see there's some story of the artist that comes through the art. And personally, for me, that's attractive. Nice. Uh, that's what uh, draws my attention to any piece of art, whether that's photography, dance, music, theater, any of it. Um, so yeah, Doodle Drama is basically, it started off as an online journal for me because like I said, when I was in college, I only drew about college stuff. So it was about dress codes. It was about fines. It was about the ridiculous timings, assignments, you know, all of that college stuff. Right. Then when I moved to my first job, my comics were all about my job. It was about, you know, I worked for a corporate, so it was free coffee and how boring meetings are and all of that, you know. So it was like an online journal for me. I think it's just evolved with time. And now my comics touch slightly more global themes. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're more relatable to everybody. It's not very personal anymore because it's just how my art and content has evolved with time. Right. So yeah, that's that's how I see Doodlo Drama right. and I, as I an extension of who I am. And I also see a Monica growing through the years. Like initially she was about her own circle and yeah, now yeah. going out. Right? That, that's, that's really nice. That's really nice. Okay. And I also see a lot of, uh, let's say, uh, would it be correct to say that these comics are your way to vent out your frustration? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how it, like I said, that's, the, that's how it started. And it's right. still somewhere is still that for me, you know, wherein I, it's just an outlet for me. It's like, you know, I'm feeling these things, whether it's rage, whether it's happiness, whether it's uh, just a myriad of emotions, it's mm -hmm. it's just a place, a canvas for me to sort of pour my opinions and thoughts into. Interesting. And and I, I also kind of, now that I think about your, uh, the, the, let's say, comics that I see on a regular basis, I do see that now it kind of makes sense that I do see a very strong voice coming through all of them. And I think the voice takes right. more precedence compared to anything else in that that I see. That, that That's very interesting. Yeah. So, okay, tell me this. Uh, you were kind of growing up as an artist, let's call that, right? And you were exploring more, let's say, from an MS Paint, you were going to let's say, <laughs> Photoshop and possibly uh, to Adobe, if they're listening, uh, possibly a licensed version of Photoshop. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's all licensed now. So right, <laughs> let me right. clarify that to everyone who's listening. <laughs> right, kaching Adobe, kaching. <laughs> yes, I pay. I pay every year. <laughs> okay, so you have that, right? And that's exactly yeah. why I don't use Adobe products because yeah, uh, I I think I have They're grown very up expensive. Yeah. And also <laughs> grown up, so I you know using those cracked versions which I used to do back in college, kind of. Yeah, a little weird. Ki, okay, are you a grown up now? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I think that's a side a side effect of being an adult because now I feel bad. You know, back in college, I never used to think twice before downloading Movie Cut Torrent or you know using any pirated software. But now I'm just like, no, no, I can't do this anymore because yeah. also being an artist, I'm like, I can't steal from another artist. Like you that know, it's it's art true. at the end end of the day. So that I buy true. my books, I buy my movies, I everything is subscribed for and everything is paid sure. for. Sure. <laughs> You know, I am buying games now. Like I'm such an adult. Same. I'm buying my own <laughs> yeah. game. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right. save up for it. I'm like, I want Uncharted next. So I will save oh, up for it. You're a gamer? You, you game? Yeah, I love games. Yeah, I love. I'll tell you the games I played and I loved. I loved Uncharted. I loved Hitman. I loved Hitman. Uh, right. Then um, I also played GTA. But, of uh, <laughs> yeah, that's like a guilty pleasure. I'm like, right, when I'm bored, course. I'm like, let's play GTA. Detroit also was very interesting. It's oh. very, uh, it's very different from the kind of games I play. I usually like shooter games, right. and I like, yeah, I just like killing in general. Like, <laughs> not in general as in in real life, but like <laughs> on screen, I enjoy violence. <laughs> You'll have to do a lot of disclaimers in this uh, podcast. <laughs> that, that, that's completely fine. I, 
four people listening to us are adults and kind of consenting. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just hope that's fine. But yeah. I think Detroit was a very interesting game because it's very story based and it's very choice based and uh, mm-hmm. a very interesting game. If if uh, if you have the money to spend, please buy Detroit and play. Right. I, I I may. So right now I am uh, crazy into Borderlands again. So in college I used to play Borderlands and now I got it's it's uh, Borderlands three. Uh, have you tried Borderlands the franchise? No no no. I've heard it's very good though. It's damn good. Uh, also, oh, uh, super. if you are into co-op gaming, there is this. I don't know why we are talking about gaming, but yeah, let's just close this for a while. Chodo podcast ka theme chodo. Exactly. Art ya side mein. Hey, I'll bring it back to art. I haven't. I have yeah, a yeah. to kind of bring it back to art. Okay, like very. Oh, like, okay. My brain is full running right now. Okay. <laughs> running. There is this game. If you come ever, so I have it. Uh, we we can play it together. It's called Overcooked. Have you heard of it? Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's where these tiny people are making food and then yes. everything's going wrong. Yes. And yes, ah, yes. is this simplistic looking? You'll be like, oh, so cute. Things are so nice. People yeah, are colorful. I can promise you, in ten minutes, you will give galleys to the person playing with you. <laughs> Really? It is bad. That game just brings out the devil inside you, cause it is wow. the, the stress level in that game, Monica. The stress level. You know, I've seen the. I've seen the. Obviously, Overcooked is very popular, right? Very so I've popular. seen it. But every time I look at it, I'm like, "Yeah, bacho wala game lagda." Like this doesn't look like I would enjoy this. Oh no! You start <laughs> like that, and in five to ten minutes, it creeps onto you, and then you are cursing. I there, there have been moments when at two a.m. in the morning, I'm playing it with my friends. <laughs> I'm standing, shouting, and cursing at everybody. We have stopped talking to each other. Wow. <laughs> awkward. My friends are like, "Hey guys, I think I need to leave now because things are really awkward in this house." <laughs> Overcooked is wow. To bring it back to art, I'll tell you how. Uh, have you played this new game? Uh, the name is Raji. Have you tried it? R A J I. No, I've not heard of it either. Okay, so you need to uh, get that game. Or it. Right, it's on Steam, so you can get it from Steam. Uh, uh, oh, fact, okay. Uh, Raji is an Indian game, as in made by complete Indian in-house. Everything done. Oh, in-house. that's beautiful. Nice, dude. You should check the artwork. The reason I said I'll bring it back to art. Raji, the game. Oh. The game is good. The game is good. It's like a, <laughs> like from the top, you kind of you're controlling this one girl, uh, who the story also is nice and everything. But the artwork, Monica, is. Just beautiful. I bought yeah. it for the art. I just bought it for the art, and there have been cases where I'm just playing the game, and I just stop, and I'm noticing the whole screen. Oh yeah. Uh, Raji wow. is. Wow. I I am actually planning to also side note, but I'm actually planning to kind of uh, sometime approach the Raji people, the the developers, to kind of come to the podcast and talk to us about maybe. Oh, that'll be Right, Anna. So, oh yes, yes, that'd be really interesting. Right, Because I think that's one good. aspect for me, gaming. that i mean the other aspect is like i said killing people is fun on on in games but <laughs> but the other aspect as to why i really love gaming is because of the detail in the illustrations and yes. oh the animation God. just everything like the visual world that is created oh uh, yeah like for me even if i'm not playing i can also watch someone else play the game Mm-hmm. For me, it's just just the visual taking in that Absolutely. language, uh, visual uh, language is. I think yeah, it's beautiful, right? Red Dead Redemption, yeah. Redemption, ah, वो Rockstar वाले हैं ना? हाँ, Rockstar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, dude, the the visuals of that game is also amazing. Visuals, yeah. Played it, but I've again seen it uh, on YouTube. Same, course. even I'm not. This is what I do sometimes as well when I'm bored. I just go and go to Google Images and just see images of the game, or like go to the website and like just look at the thumbnails, look at the trailer, or rewatch the trailer again. 
So yeah, I, I watched this uh, review thing. Uh, it's called the Girlfriend Reviews. Uh, there's this channel on YouTube. Uh, again, I'm not giving okay. out or something, but yeah, uh, they do a good job. Like this girlfriend, she reviews her boyfriend playing the game. So the boyfriend is the one playing the games, oh, and she okay. does it from a girlfriend's perspective. Or like, should your boyfriend play GTA? That's the name of that. Uh, oh, the title okay. Of video, and she does it in a very good way. Uh, dude, dude, really good, really good, really good. Anyway, let's let's we'll, kind we'll of watch. watch this game thing and come back. To <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let's focus. Let's focus. Okay, now getting it back. So, okay, so what I was saying is, so let's say you are growing as an artist, right? And uh, I'm sure you're looking around, right? Like just just now, you say that you go to Google Images and you look at all the uh, let's say artworks from the games, right? The question is, uh, do you have any inspirations? I think some people, artists out there, who you kind of their work you looked at and you're like, hey, damn, this is really nice, and that kind of inspired you to create your own style or your own comics. So. For me, sir, I think the definition of inspiration and motivation are very, very different. It's this thin line, okay. uh, and I know this sound. This might sound strange, but I've never looked at somebody's work, uh, especially in my field, where illustrations and comics, and felt inspired. I've, mm-hmm. I just never. In fact, when I'm when I'm down on inspiration, that's one thing I consciously do is not look at other people's art, okay. uh, because it just doesn't inspire me. It motivates me. what it does is that it, it it puts me you know in that frame of mind that i should create but never have i looked at artwork and felt ki i should get inspired from this and create something like this or so that's my so it's it's tricky but in my head i have a very clear demarcation of what's inspiration and what's motivation motivation is for me is getting you in the mood to work inspiration is the idea itself my source of inspiration is never art uh, i don't know why but probably it's because like i said i also not studied art and i had a bunch of other hobbies so for me uh, my storytelling comes from me reading a lot of books i i love reading so i love uh, mostly i read non fiction now i used to read a lot of fiction growing up but i read non fiction so I for me my inspiration i think that's an adult thing. yeah I, i guess it's an adult thing now yeah. uh, because yeah i just tend to lean towards non fiction a lot i love uh, uh, yeah but there's one exception to that artwork rule that i said about inspiration is i still look up to graphic novels graphic novels so yes. i love yeah yes. so i love uh, and, and a lot of graphic novels that i read are memoirs so i love reading non fiction uh, autobiographies or biographies in graphic novel format nice um in fact 70% of the graphic novels i've read till date are i would say biographies or autobiographies Uh, which, which, one, which one would be your favorite just like an out of uh, nowhere question oh, which wow. one would be your favorite mm, so illegal is one i really illegal, like illegal yes, of course yeah the, uh there's another one the entire illegal ka chapters let's say they would go from a bluish tone where they when they are let's say going through that ocean they're sailing through the ocean yeah yeah, yeah. and then the uh, back uh, the flashback where they take you back to the burnt, yeah Oh my the, god the reserve, yeah. the so color beautiful. variations the juxtaposition even yeah. the layouts you know there's that one um, i have the books on there you know there's this one double page where they've just shown the ocean and it's yes. just nothing but nothing but the yeah, ocean yeah it just hits you right like when you open that page and it hits you that so you take in that silence as well so i think that's the Correct. beauty of graphic novels it very adds true. the additional layer to text very true you know, i absolutely agree yeah. 100% yes. i think illegal is my favorite uh, becoming unbecoming is another book it's a it's a little uh, i mean there should be a trigger warning for people if they're listening and trying to pick this book up it's a it talks about sexual violence and child abuse and all of that mm-hmm. um so that's a trigger warning but it's a beautiful book there's another book the book is called the best we could uh check this out the artwork is amazing 
yeah, it's also a memoir. It's also a non-fiction graphic novel. What else? Which else are my favorite? According to a biography, I remember picking this up from uh, Blossoms in Church Street, Bangalore. Uh, hmm. uh, Anne Frank, or uh, the Diary of a Young Girl. Oh yeah, Diary of Anne Frank. I have that as well. You, you have yeah. the graphic novel part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the graphic novel oh, for it. Cool. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful book, and, and most of my graphic novels are stacked here, and that's why I'm looking this side. Uh-huh. Oh, Mouse, of course. How can we not speak about Mouse? mouse and yes. <laughs> non-fiction yes. graphic novels, memoirs. How can we not speak about Mouse? Absolutely. Yeah, it has to be right on top. And the uh, the style of art in Mouse. Oh my God! It's oh yeah. So- it hits you you know very close to that is another indian uh, author i remember reading again picked up from blossoms uh, it's called if i'm not wrong it's called munnu it's beautiful it's beautiful uh, i have noted down i will you should also check out day tripper if you've not okay no i have day tripper i think after i read day tripper it stayed with me for years like and it's still it's, i still think of that book uh, check out day tripper it's one of the best graphic novels i've ever read what are you reading right now uh, graphic novel currently oh currently i'm reading uh, the animal farm uh, illustrated oh, yes, version yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> george orwell's it's on my wish list it's on my amazon wish list yeah 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 this is what i do for every birthday i create a wish list of just graphic novels <laughs> and then i send it to my mom and my husband i'm like ye mera wish list hai <laughs> so if you want to buy it <laughs> just say this is what this is the one correct yeah 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 so i'm currently reading uh, so i read 3 to 4 books in a, at a, uh, at given point in time so mm-hmm. i will read it in different formats mm-hmm. so the illustrated version that i'm reading right now is animal farm okay and uh, do you take uh, so it's a thing for me uh, do you take uh, time to finish graphic novels compared to normal books definitely yeah because yeah. Uh, this like i said there's that added layer of the visuals as well right yes, and sometimes you know this has happened with you that you miss some visual some detail somewhere then you know when you're rereading the book a couple of weeks kind later, of months like that yes, yes you notice you're like acha yahan they've done this small detailing that you completely missed the correct, first time that you correct, were reading correct, correct. That but that's always an interesting fight. It takes me time because I I I can't read more than two to three pages in a day. I'll tell you why. Because I am I open a page and I just drool over that page for around ten minutes. <laughs> I'm like, wow, such a beautiful artwork. Yeah. Yes, they made it. This is beautiful. So, yeah. yeah, there's so many of them. There's another one I can tell you. It's by Amrutha Patel. I should make it a point to read more Indian authors. That's I will that's tell a you. Take away from this. <laughs> the Aranyaka, right? Aranyaka. So there is this book again. Oh. I picked up from Amazon. This is called Aranyaka okay. by and uh, Amrutha Patel has like I think around two three more books. Optic is there, Kari is there, but Aranyaka is my absolute favorite. You ah. should read it. it. It's very philosophical. Okay, it's very philosophical. Uh, do you like philosophy? Do you do you kind of like to connect the dots? Do you do that thing? Or are it you? It depends how it's. No, I mean I I don't mind philosophy, but it depends. I mean I am very f- uh, fussy when it comes to philosophy. Like it shouldn't be very preachy. It right. shouldn't be very yeah. Very I need it to have like a more straightforward yeah, approach. Aranyaka is more reflective. So the idea. Ah, okay. Uh, I would open every page, and you said right, those are small details. This huh. lady, I am sure she took a lot of time to complete this book because each and every panel, each and every page is just like narratives after narratives. It's not a one wow. thing. It is beautiful. It is. It took me a while to uh, understand and like the book in the beginning, but when I did, I mm. was opening pages and I was going. I was like actually audibly going, "Wow." <laughs> It's actually right. That. Yeah. So so. Wow. I'll definitely check this out. Yeah. I've, I've made a note. I have a notebook right here. So I'm like making notes okay. <laughs> as you're recommending things, okay. <laughs> so that I don't forget. 
anyway going back going back to your journey again yeah <laughs> happening i don't do this in a podcast what is happening let's get back to me clearly it's my fault then i'm the one who's just like let's talk about this thing now let's talk about that thing now You're bringing this out in me but i, I i'm not complaining this is damn good okay chalo good yeah yeah so you're talking about let's say the fact that you look at graphic novels in a very different light yeah yeah for me i think uh, uh graphic novels is i would consider them my source of inspiration mm-hmm. uh generally because otherwise i look at art as motivation which i just try explaining and articulating my my very clear demarcation in my brain right. uh but yeah graphic novels is definitely something that's that's inspiring for me i would uh especially uh you know we were just discussing that one double spread in illegal where they, right. there are no words it's just the c right uh it doesn't need words so you know that sort of inspires me because i'm like okay so there is this is also a way of storytelling like i can use uh, uh use this in my comics i could do like two panels of just uh just a still scene you know so so that's how i think uh, i get inspired but otherwise i generally look towards other forms of art so i uh, watch a lot of films or music or uh, reading books or even just generally chatting with friends is mm-hmm. where i get my inspiration from nice uh, before we close on and we move to the next part i have to suggest mm. recommend this another uh, graphic novel to you in case you haven't this is what i'm reading currently it's like right next to my bed uh, bed like uh, my bed stand and it's uh, you know this netflix series uh, the handmaid's tale oh yeah i have the graphic novel you i have a uh, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> handmaid's tale is just yeah yeah handmaid's tale i have um, I feel like I've, it's fermenting in my system. That's how yes, long it's taken. Mm-hmm. I've read the text. I've watched the series. Right. Then I've bought the graphic novel. I've read the graphic novel, and then I went back and I read the original book again. So, so Margaret Atwood is a favorite. The way they have the artist yeah, yeah. planned the panels in each and every page to tell you the story. It's just what you're saying. Yeah. What you're just saying in graphic novels, the beauty is you don't need. text you don't need to tell the reader each and everything yeah. you just put something there and let it take you away from it it's like a movie yeah. it's like almost like a movie in pages right correct exactly yeah that's that's how i see comics i think if i had to make a movie mm-hmm. how would i do like the script and the thumbnailing so that's that's correct. how i then make my comic yeah correct perfect chalo enough of graphic novels so what what is happening we went to <laughs> yeah. spend some time we went to graphic novels but not bad not bad <laughs> Okay. Not uh, bad. <laughs> so, so uh, tell me this. Uh, what are your goals as an artist? So, as in, like, uh, where are you taking Doodle Drama? So, it's almost like me. Your, I'm, I'm like your mother or your father asking you what. what, what do you do <laughs> where do you see yourself five years from now? <laughs> That's an HR question. That's an HR question. I'm like your dad or mom, like, which is like, okay, where, what do you want to do? बिना करना क्या है हाँ करना क्या है अच्छा ये तो हुआ करना क्या है लाइफ में Um so I'll tell you this right off the bat I'm not a very ambitious person um mm-hmm. you know I, I don't know how that sounds but I've just never been very ambitious right. um so in terms of a goal uh, to be very honest I don't have like a set goal ki yehi karna hai and this is how I'm going to achieve it and this is the plan but I definitely would like to see at least hopefully my brand will be able to create space for stories and illustrations together because right now i see graphic novels it's just people like you and i who geek over this and get excited right. about it when i talk to my friends it's a very niche audience and when i talk to my friends about it and i say i would ideally like to get into that space where i'm writing and illustrating my own stories books mm-hmm. basically i'd like to make books right and but the thing is when when i talk to people my age 
and I tell them that I want to do graphic novels, they only think of DC and Marvel and Batman and uh, right. Spider-Man. Yeah, then they'll think of Tintin and Tinkle and they'll think right. of kids. Right. So I'm hoping that uh, how many years it takes me, I'm right. hoping that I make that space wherein I tell stories that are for adults uh, on themes that adults can resonate with and use comics to tell those stories. So the goal for Doodorama is basically to make books because I love writing, I love stories. So yeah, I would ideally like to just, as well, right? just write stories and illustrate stories and publish them. And, and there are two books that you already have, right? If I'm not wrong. I have one and a half. So I've uh, illustrated, written and illustrated my own children's story right. uh, called, uh, yeah, Getting Ellie Home. Mm. And uh, I've written a short story as well that was during the pandemic uh, mm. called A Sunday with Amma. Mm. And I think both of them are, if I'm not wrong, on your website for people to <coughs> go and have Oh, a yes. They're both on my shop uh, for an e-download. But I am uh, currently printing books, so I will have oh. physical copies as well. Yeah, hey, that, that, that's really nice. Uh, so uh, you know what? I'm again making a note. Probably we should talk about this as well, the printing part of it. So okay, we, we'll, yes. we'll we'll come to this. We'll come to this. Take care. Uh, moving yeah. on. What is your biggest fear as an artist? Biggest fear as an artist. Hmm. This was a it's a tough one. I think I don't know if this is a legit fear, an irrational one, or a rational one, but mm-hmm. it's a genuine nightmare of mine. Is uh, losing the ability to translate my thought into visuals. visuals. I'm just like, what if my brain stops one day? What if I'm not able to say what I'm trying to convey? Because right now it's become second nature for me. Like I can right. easily translate either in text or in visuals or in both formats. Uh, so it's become second nature for me. It's as easy as breathing for me. So my biggest fear is that what if someday I lose that ability to translate my emotions into some form of art? Nice. whether that's uh, text or visuals nice. so i think yeah that has to be the biggest like that will be the end of end of me <laughs> if that happens right. yeah that, that, i don't know why i would say this but i think that's a beautiful fear <laughs> i don't know I, if it's I, beautiful I, I think it's beautifully tragic <laughs> Ha huh, right, I'm romanticizing it, but that's such a beautiful feel. Like, oh my god, poor thing, what happened? Oh no, but let's let's hope that never happens. That's <laughs> yeah, let's let's just hope. Because yes. that's the that's the core of my existence to be of able course. to translate my emotions into things. If I can't do that, then I don't know who I am. Of course, of course. Take it. So uh, about right. let's say your work and let's say the kind of thoughts that you put uh, together. Let's, let's get into your projects. Okay, now let's let's jump into your projects. Uh, I know you've hmm. done two books, but uh, before that, I should ask you, uh, what has been your favorite project so far? Like anything, anything that has been like very close to your heart. Uh, a commission project, which is not a self project, because if I if, if I had to pick one project, then I would pick my book. Oh, I would okay. pick Getting Ellie Home, of course, because that's uh, the milestone for me in my uh, journey as, an, as a full-time freelance illustrator. But uh, apart from my self-projects, for a commission project, I would say I work with World Vision, uh, the NGO. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that was one of the biggest projects that I worked on, which is very close to my heart, because we worked almost close to six months on mm-hmm. uh, making uh, basically booklets for children in uh, underprivileged kids Right. And uh, in, so this, the booklets were distributed across uh, the globe, in fact, mm-hmm. uh, to underprivileged kids. So the challenge was for me to illustrate the booklet, but I couldn't use words at all. So like, um, you know, like I couldn't use the word stop or no or go, even words like that, because it had to be translated in that many languages. Right. So and for a lot of kids, they don't know how to read uh, right. who were actually going to Don't get these booklets. Completely visuals. And the topics varied. There was 
road safety, there was child sexual abuse, uh, there was uh, there was also money matters, social economic backgrounds, how do you deal with it, uh, how, do you, how do kids deal with poverty, how do they see casteism, how do they see all of these things, like it was a That's huge cool. project and the biggest challenge was I couldn't use words anywhere. Yeah, and, so, and especially for a person to, who just said that for her, for <laughs> that I write. <laughs> yeah, yeah, text wow. is so much so important. So everything had to be through body language, through visuals, through. I had to show things. You know, like I, I couldn't even with even uh, the module that we did on uh, road safety for kids, uh-huh. I couldn't show go and stop and look in a, oh, in a traffic signal. It correct. has to be through motion. It has to be through visuals. But the project was very close to my heart because a, of course, the scale and the magnitude of it, right? The just the number of sheer number of illustrations I was doing, the right. scope of it that it's going to travel across the world. Correct. And uh, for me, there's always. I have a soft spot when I work on themes and causes that mean something at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's always, that, that makes me feel good. I feel like I've done something good. So yeah. So World Vision project was, yeah, yeah, definitely. How how long did it take you to complete this entire thing? There must be a lot of ideation behind this project as well. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 I think also the client is great. So I have to mention that as well. The client is, yeah, the clients, the the team I worked with were Mm -hmm. very, very nice. Uh, It took us almost six months to complete. Uh, Wow. Yeah. Took them a year to publish and distribute. Uh, It went to South Africa, it went to Germany. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. That is good. Yeah, it was it was one of my favorite projects. I think till date to have worked that's on. That's beautiful. That that that's really <laughs> good. I, I somehow I never noticed this on your page. Also, is, is it somewhere like where we can probably go and see the illustrations? Or... I have so uh, all of it is not available. So I mean, it's it, because okay. we can't put it up online. Sure. Uh, but I have put up a few images. So it's on my website under commissions. And you'll see, I've also worked with World Vision on a separate project after that, but I've also clubbed all of it and put it together. And 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 let's talk about the other book, which I know has <clears> on the cover, the, uh, the, the rear side of an elephant. <laughs> oh, getting Ellie home. Yes. Getting Ellie home. Yes. I think it's a yellow elephant, correct? Yes, it's a yellow. Right. Yellow is my favorite color. So I, same thing. I love Yellow house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> school, school I was yellow house. So top say like ever since it's been yellow. Oh, I was never in yellow house, but yellow is yellow and shades of yellow is my favorite color. Ah, done. So it's a very positive, yeah. nice, warm sort of a color. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me this. So uh take me through the whole creation process of uh, Ellie, the book. So getting Ellie home uh, has a very interesting story because mm-hmm. uh, I had no intentions of writing a book. I had no intentions of ever doing anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, so you're aware of Inktober, right? Inktober, of course. <clears throat> Right, so the 2018 or 2017, I think 2017, I'm getting my dates wrong, probably 2017, huh? mm-hmm. okay, let's go with 2017. Um, October is when I decided to take part because I primarily only draw digitally. Right. Uh, so October is the only time of the year where I try to make an effort to, you know, take my inks out, take paper out, do something. So I'm looking, uh, at, my I right now. I'm looking at my sketchbook, which I only <laughs> take out in October. Same, October. I write there, I yeah, yeah, yeah. take it out during October, the entire year I'm doing something else. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. entire year I'm doing digital, but right. only October I'm like consciously, I make it a point and make it right. like make the effort to do something. So 2017 October is when, uh, so Jake Parker, 
was the official Intober yeah. prompt list. Um, so I said, okay, I'll follow the prompt list because I had no idea how it works and I'd never done one before. So I was mm. like, okay, we'll follow the prompt list. Uh, now, because I love storytelling, I was making the story on the fly. So I was using, Ellie is basically made using the prompt, uh, 31 prompt words from Jake Parker's 2017 Intober list. In 2017, so every, right? Yeah, Dude, what is happening? Because that is also the year. <laughs> yeah, I try a story. very similar. I have a very similar thing where with the prompts, I try to make a story towards the end because oh. after that, I kind of lost on inspiration. So I was like, Chalo, ah. let's make a story. I made a character. And so Inktober becomes crazy easy when you do it in a story format because then you can right. do anything. Otherwise, you're thinking, what do I drop? <clears throat> but okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so same thing. Same thing with me. So ah. again, it wasn't like a planned decision. So I made the first one and I remember the first word was stomp and I oh, made yeah. this angry elephant stomping through the forest and everybody was like on my Instagram, this is so cute. Have you named the elephant? And I'm like, TK, let's call her Ellie because yeah. I mean, it's so lazy calling an elephant Ellie, but <laughs> I was like, oh, TK, yeah. let's call her Ellie. And then they were like, we want to know Ellie's story. And the next day, uh, it was some other prompt and I happened to continue the story and then people got invested. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> now I have to deliver. Pressure so then, a pressure. So, a pressure a pressure so but, but even then, I wasn't like, story and then we'll draw. So, literally, and I kid you not, and I'm not lying, I used to wake up in the morning, think of the story, how to extend it, and then draw it and then put it up. Got this is what I used to do. Got <laughs> guts and confidence keep to come in. So that's how that's how the story progressed. And uh, by the end of it, people were really invested. And hmm. you will, if you go back and see my post, you can see how Ellie started. Like you can see the ink drawings. Right. And right. Uh, you can see how I lost interest also because the end wale illustrations look so bad. <laughs> because I'm just like, I mean, yeah. so. right. but uh, <clears throat> But I stuck through and I remember a lot of people were like very, uh, I'm very grateful to the to the audience I have on Instagram because they're very nice people. Yeah. So oh, they're yeah. like, you know, yeah, they're like, please, you know, do this and make this a book and all of that. This happened in 2017. It took me till 2019 to finally actually convert that into a book, self-publish it, sell it, do all of that. So so yeah, and in between all of this, I was trying to get gigs for children illustration because I love doing children illustrations. But uh, you know, there are a lot of hiccups with it because either you won't find the story or they won't give you the money or they don't have the time or they don't like what you are doing and they want you to do something else. Uh, they don't let you explore, experiment. You know, all of those hiccups are there and I went through all of this. Right. And I was like, yeah, I can clearly write because I have a degree and I can draw. I'm like, why don't I write my own story, draw it and then just sell, even if I sell one copy, it's fine. Yeah. I'm like, it's okay. So I just, yeah, I took it. I made a PDF of it. I went to Print Express uh, in Ranagar. I said, sir, please, it's a book. And uh, yeah, and I, I sold like over... 100 200 copies in the first one week that i put it up online that is so good and this is the and physical one or the ebook this is physical oh wow that's even I, yeah and people actually reached out to me and they said we are ready to pay you whatever price can you make this into a because i sold like an a5 paperback mm-hmm. and people reached out to me and they said can you make this an a4 hardbound we'll pay you whatever it costs and I was just like, wow, there is market for it. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This that's how Ellie happened. 
That's crazy. So I'll tell you what. What I like about the story of yours, okay, not Ellie Wala, but your story of coming off with Ellie. <laughs> My story of Ellie, yeah. Your story of coming off with Ellie, right? So one thing which I like is the fact that you kind of went on your own with this, right? So Monica, uh, yeah. I, I really, I really appreciate that, and I really <clears throat> like that as well. Because what you just said, I know, because I go through that as well. Right now, I I'm also into this, trying to kind of dabble into this children's book illustration. Because of course, why not? It's such a beautiful thing to do. Yeah, cute illustrations, right? Uh, uh, and of course, I'm trying to do that. And you're absolutely correct when it comes to it's a lot of clients. Uh, because of course, uh, not taking anything away from them, but they also come to you with an, a vision in their head. They have an idea. Right. Right. in their head and it's not always a hundred percent match that your idea and their idea kind of matches yeah and when yeah. it does not then it just makes it a little too <clears> difficult <throat> for you to continue with that because then you mm. are doing it but then you are that the, the inner voice is like nahi yaar, this can be so much better than you're like nahi yaar, I yeah. can't because that guy wants it <laughs> wants it this way correct correct right and and yeah, uh, yeah. And also that's one part of it, right? So the creative freedom or uh, liberty is one part of it. The other important part of it also is the whole idea of publishers kind of uh, commissioning you or let's say approaching you or let's say even going ahead with that whole uh, signature, ki chalo, let's do it, right? And that's yeah, not, yeah. Uh, again, not taking anything away from publishers because I know a few publishers who are my friends and uh, children's book illustrations, right? And I know how busy they are and I know the business side of it also. And I know how difficult hmm. it is for them to come out with even one book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For them as well, but I love the fact that you kind of went out on your own and you're like, you know what? Let me do it on my own. Kuch nahi hai toh, I'll just and, and that actually. Uh, uh, have you heard of since you spoke about graphic novels so much? Have you uh, heard or uh, are you into zines? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So the zine culture also started the same way, as in like a lot of Correct, people. Correct. Yeah, like, zine is all my... self-published. Yes, exactly. Right. I don't know anything. I'll just go not <clears throat> in print. I'll make one copy. I'll Xerox it. Yeah, it's Xerox it. Yeah, and that's a zine. Yeah. Right? So that's very cool. That that's very <clears throat> cool. I have to give it to you. So uh, tell me this. Uh, when it when it comes to let's say doing it digitally and just putting a PDF out there, I understand the process is not that difficult, right? But mm. when it comes to let's say uh, printing it, uh, any things that you want to give out as a tip to let's say people who are also looking towards doing the same. See, design-wise, uh, uh, it's the same. I mean, you would see. Ideally, if you're designing it for okay, uh, to get into the technicality of it, if you're uh, doing it like a webtoon and you want to put it up on, uh, say, social media platforms like Instagram or Facebook, right. uh, then obviously the size differs because if you're going to print it, then you know, uh, and the whole CMYK RGB thing, of course, Correct. that's Correct. the basic. Uh, but apart from that, uh, there are slight variations in in text and print, as in Apart from, of course, the uh, the technical aspect of design itself, that size and color format and all of that. Uh, printing, again, you need to take into account the cost because uh, currently I'm selling the Ellie book on my shop as an ebook, but it's obviously much, much uh, cheaper or inexpensive as compared to what I would sell a physical book for. Right. Right. Because I have to account for the printing cost as well. Correct. So, yeah, but I wouldn't say it's a... Uh, there's just way too much difference or there's something that you need to prepare yourself and brace yourself for. Mm -hmm. I think as long as you've designed it, keeping in mind that someday I'll make this a print version, you are good to go. I think the printer will take care of the rest and uh, you just have to figure out your margins. So how much do you, how many books do you want to sell? Another tip I would say here worked for me was I also did pre-orders because I wasn't really, this is the first time I was doing this, right? So I had no idea, ki, do you really, uh, is there really a market for it or not? 
And what happens on social media is that you get a lot of love, but the minute you sell something and you say, "Iske paise lagenge," right. then you really realize how many people are going to back out course, and how many course. people, which is which happens, which is very natural. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So then I think uh, pre-orders is a good. Uh, if you're just starting out, I would say pre-order. See how many orders you're getting, so at least you can gauge how much market is there, how many you can print. So because for me, like example, I don't have a team, I don't have interns, I don't have anybody, so I have to do everything. Right. And this is my studio space. I can't take all of my stock and put it everywhere else in the house because right. I also have two dogs. Absolutely. So I have to account in the yeah. I have to take into account that this is my space. I can't print five thousand books because mm-hmm. this is the only room I have. So mm-hmm. so yeah, stock, packaging, uh, all of that you need to take care take care of. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. And also. Uh, I think the pre-order idea is, you know, very good because even let's say for my merchandise or calendars, I do it, and every time I put out a link for pre-order, it just amazes me that so many people believe in you so much that they're ready to put down money yeah. for something which doesn't even exist at that point of time. Right, right, that's, yeah, it's crazy. That's beautiful. Yeah. Like, I'm like, uh, that's that's crazy. Yeah, how much do you trust this person? Which is amazing, yeah. amazing. Like. And that's the beauty of it. I feel like even if you have one lakh followers, out of which only if ten people put their money on pre-orders, for me that's also good enough. Like that ten people, the the happiness that they give yes. me, yes. and just just how blessed I feel, uh, is is good enough for me. Like I'm Absolutely. like, okay, I'll print ten copies if they want. If only ten people want to buy it, that's cool. Absolutely. I'll just buy. I'll just print ten copies. Absolutely. So yeah, that's that's the whole beauty of it. So are you also, uh, let's say, from the marketing perspective? Now, when I say marketing, of course, a book, uh, it's not just enough to make the book and printed it's also to you hmm. have to market it to kind of get people to buy those books right now uh, yeah. marketing how do you uh, take care of that is it just uh, just your instagram or see i'll be very honest because i've never had to work for marketing because like i said uh, i was working when i was also uploading work on on my instagram and facebook right so my growth has been very steady and organic the followers on facebook and the followers on instagram so oh, you're on facebook is it i am not so yeah i'm also on Oh, I started out on Facebook. I okay. came to Instagram in 2015. Mm-hmm. I was on Facebook since college time, so 2011. Mm-hmm. And I used to put up work every day. But mm-hmm. then uh, I didn't have that pressure that I need to get eyeballs on this and I need to get people because it was a hobby, right? And okay. I had a day job. I had a salary that was being paid by my company, okay. and this was just a hobby that I was doing side pay. So that's why I feel like my journey was easier compared to a lot of kids who are just starting out because. they put that pressure they feel like itne followers chahiye itne likes chahiye for me it was a hobby and i wasn't earning money off it i didn't think i'll make money off it and by the time i quit my job and i came to do this full time i already had an audience base because i was uploading work every single day for 7 years before i actually quit to do this wow. so so as far as marketing goes for i i'm very blessed i've never had to do anything even sponsor a post for that matter Correct. because i already had an audience base So yeah, I just put out a story and I put out a few couple of posts and I spoke about it on my stories. I did a live session when my I printed my first book. So it worked for me because I had already built an audience base without really consciously working for it. Correct, correct, and also so that's, that's one blessing I've had. What bothers me is that when they don't see the result, they stop making art. Uh, that bothers me. You know, they're not consistent. Yeah, for they'll right. be like. दो दिन बनाया तीसरे दिन अभी आई डोंट वांट टू पुट एनीथिंग बिकॉज़ दीस टू दिन दीस टू पोस्ट डिडंट गेट इनफ लाइक्स करेक्ट या सो दैट्स माय प्रॉब्लम आई एम लाइक 
don't put that pressure because i get a lot of emails trust me dms like even now if i open my instagram i can show you at least 10 wherein people are you know these kids are barely 17 18 years old and right. they're like i'm in college but i want to do this full time and i'm like listen please don't don't in fact i don't suggest anybody goes freelance full time yeah. before you have your financial stability yeah Absolutely. because uh, it's very difficult yeah. unless you come from a very rich family and your parents are ready to support you that's a different story correct but for somebody like me it was very difficult because i i'm used to getting a salary i worked for 3 years mm-hmm. and then suddenly quitting so I, that that's one thing that i i am a little worried about with social media is how it's impacting um the authenticity of why we make art that's another thing right that people are trying to lose their voice or mm-hmm. they don't make the effort to even find their voice that because they feel like uh, you know i mean for me because i make comics mm-hmm. uh, i can tell you in 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 respect with comics because i also get tagged in a lot of comics mm-hmm. and i see either the style is the same sabka or the content is the same now content can be same Great. but i feel like there's no voice coming through correct they feel like you know this joke will you know you you must have seen those memes that i find very offensive actually which is other girls are like this and then i'm like this oh like, yes yes right i f- because it flies people will just keep making those comics and i'm like there are hundreds of these already so mm-hmm. how does your comic stand out so i feel like that's another problem is that either people are starting to lose their voice or they don't make the effort to find their voice they feel like this is a tried and tested formula this works let's just do this also so that's about the voice thing monica the whole idea of actually putting your voice out see i believe everybody has a voice okay everybody has an opinion the of only course, point yes. is in our culture i think it's a cultural thing where people don't share their opinion or express the opinion uh, for multiple things right and i feel yeah. this whole voice thing it takes guts here i think it takes guts to kind of go out in society and say hey you know what this is what i feel yeah yeah i i feel like it's also a conditioning right uh, we as indians we grew up you know we are good kids if we are seen and not heard yeah oh yes right we are good women if we are seen and not heard so it's not encouraged in our culture that we give our opinion right you never question a teacher you never question your parents uh so the question of why has never so we are never uh, uh how do i put it brought up or conditioned or programmed okay, to no, question go out there right? yeah to put our voice out there so wo herd mentality chal raha and you know obviously we don't have the courage thanks to internet the good side is that you have a platform the bad side is that you try to copy somebody else's voice right. see if you look at my content also some of the comics or maybe most of them are pretty similar content wise to any other 30 year old married woman or single right. being a girl in your 30s you will have certain issues that are common for us right, right? right. so there are artists who meet on the same topics hmm. but what the way they do that distinctly yeah the way you do it how you tell the story how yeah. you put a little bit of you know when i started this i think we were discussing this and i said separating the art from the artist right uh i think it all boils down to that how much of yourself do you put in your art okay. and how much does that uh, reflect and sets you apart absolutely is this what i think yeah of course of course and, and come on you you have every right to think what you <laughs> Yeah, so this is my opinion. <laughs> But about this whole style thing, okay? Now let let's use this hmm. as a kind of way to kind of go into the style. Segue into the next. Segue into the style conversation. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> about your style, Monica. Uh, now before hmm. I even ask you, how would you define your style? I have noticed a couple of things. So I know a a, a doodle drama uh, illustration when I see a couple of things. One is I do see a lot of. Uh, 
female centric characters mm. which i think comes from your experiences that makes sense yeah i see a lot of curly hair as well i don't know if i've <laughs> i've noticed this okay there's a lot of curly hair thing going on and right. i love i absolutely love and respect about your work is the i know it's a very touchy feely uh, subject but i'm still going to do it the skin tone color that you choose Mm-hmm. and i know for a fact i'm i'm going to ask you for sure but i know for a fact that's a conscious decision that you take yeah. to select that particular color of brown to uh, to kind of denote your characters which i love which i absolutely thank love thank you when i was growing up the skin if you remember when you were growing up uh, in yeah, the yeah the skin color, color crayon that in yes. the crayon box yes, was some pata nahi kya pink peach that was like so white and nothing pink. in my body looks like that <laughs> yes absolutely only my gums look like that. <laughs> my gums are darker than that just like <laughs> फील्डल कलर सेट दैट आई हैड दैट मोम एंड डैड बॉट मी दैट डिड नॉट हैव दैट शेड सो आई वॉज लाइक आई नीड दिस शेड आई केप्ट इट बट देन आई लुक्ड अराउंड एंड आई कुड नेवर सी एनीबडी विद दैट स्किन टोन so i was mm, like how mm. are we doing this and as a kid that used to irritate me a lot and now you wow. see that these days uh, i'm doing a lot of character illustrations and i'm making a conscious decision to use more let's say for yellow i i kind of like that yellow and yellow ochre color right so i yeah 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 for my tone more because i know i can find that normal skin tone around me everywhere that i see and that right right so yeah uh, now yeah. now that i'm done with my monologue back to you <laughs> Find, no i think find your stage how was this i think there's a very interesting point that you brought up so for me uh, again because i've not studied art so there's really no other style that i know of uh, or i have experimented or i've learned and i've practiced um for me when i started drawing my whole idea and you like you rightly pointed out it's always a woman's perspective it's always my comics are majority primarily predominantly is always a woman and that girl is more often than not myself uh, who i think in my head is me right. so for me doodle drama was that right it was like comics about it was basically me me journaling about my story in college and school and college in, in work places and throughout so however i have looked when i was 22 in my head my older comics will have that and the newer ones is somewhat i think what i look like you know so like i've always tried to uh, draw myself basically how narcissistic does that sound <laughs> i'm just doing self portraits but very sida kalo van gogh yeah yeah i'm just like mai to us level ka artist ab to but uh, i've always tried to uh, represent what i think i look like hmm. and uh, there's a very conscious decision that I, now of course it, it comes to me very naturally now hmm. in fact i have a saved color palette so it's not even like i think about the skin Correct. color anymore but when i started doing it yes i i one of the things that i like you 
talk about skin color and how you wouldn't see that skin color around you for me representation is very very important right. uh because i remember when i was growing up and i was reading comics i reached the stage where i started reading first of all i didn't grow up reading a lot of comics again a blasphemy a lot of people assume that comic artists read a lot of comics growing up i didn't read any comic i think hardly i think i read tinkle tinkle max right. to max ha wo bhi train journeys because for kids we've yeah. done a lot of train journeys yes. yeah yes. so tinkle is tinkle, tinkle is always for train journey ha correct tinkle and train when i got a little older and i was allowed i bought archie comics and i used to read archie comics mm. but i realized that you know i used to try and draw betty and veronica uh-huh. i used to try and trace it but i always knew that i don't look like betty veronica uh-huh. and i don't think my mom looks like that my sister looks like that like none of the women i grew up around and i saw or my friends ever looked like betty and veronica correct so uh, so yeah i feel like uh, i've also dealt with a lot of body shaming growing up because i'm a fat person i've always been very fat so i think all of that reflects in my work now because i feel like if i had seen uh, these comics that i make as an 18 year old i would have had uh, a much better wow. self esteem that, that's a good you point. know so my whole point is this that what would a younger monica want to watch like what would she have like to see so body hair cellulite um skin color acne big hair you know all of this which is not conventionally beautiful which is a representation that you don't see right so my whole point is to represent men and women the way i see them you know and not positivity is a thing i remember it's a common theme on your page that that's one of the yeah i think it's you have seen that yeah yeah i feel like i've just it's become second nature for me that i cannot draw bodies without body hair without uh, scars without blemishes without like untamed hair because um representation is very very important for me and i have uh, seen this make an impact because i have so many people who dm me especially women right. and they tell me that they they are a little more okay with their body now because right. they see so much of it on my feed right. which is such a win for me because i'm like chalo kuch kuch to kiya yeah <laughs> yeah so that's, that's i think that's how my style is but to be very honest it took me a while to i don't know in my art or something but at least in my head it took me a while to think about the fact consciously that hey you know what i don't think this is the right thing to do i think the right thing to do is just pick up a different color palette as the smallest yeah. thing as picking up a different color palette came to me yeah. very late because i was so conditioned to using that same that fair skin wala color yeah, that light pink yeah that light yeah pink one which i have never seen anybody with around me while growing up none of my friends had that right So right it took me a long while and i think uh, but the good part monica what you're saying is and maybe thanks to people like you and the efforts that you is taking is it is changing it is changing yeah. fast i'm not even saying that it is changing very slowly it is changing fast cuz now fast, yes. more and more again i'm talking about a certain generation and a certain kind of let's say people with a certain background it is mm. happening which is a great thing i think i had a great yeah it's still a small uh, percentage but right. it's definitely happening and i'm positive that this will resonate you know like if this small percentage goes and tries to educate because see uh, for me also all this wokeness happened very late hmm. you know in fact very very late i seen 17 year old telling me they are feminists and they talk about body positivity Correct. i understood what feminism was when i was in 23 24 year old matlab okay. tab jaake pata chala acha feminism is this another beautiful thing with art and as illustrators is that our art evolves and grows as we grow and evolve 
So, you know, like if you look at my old comics and you look at the ones now, there's still the same Monica. It's still her voice. Mm. But you sh- you see how, like, I'm 32 now. And when mm. I started making art, I was 22. So mm-hmm. you can see a decade of the change growth and evolution so i think the and i've made mistakes the and the voice remained the same but the visualization evolved am i correct i think the voice remained the same but it's just become more mature like mature. Ah, I, right. Right. yeah it's more nuanced it's more layered uh right. it's more articulated now and of course better equipped with vocabulary also you know because now i know terms that i didn't know back then so, words like woke Words like woke, words right, like definitions word. like feminism. I didn't know what right. feminism was, right. right? Understanding the third gender, understanding the gender spectrum. Probably and I feel like we are the middlemen now because this is the generation uh, that's discussing all of these things. So correct. you also have these discussions with the previous generation wherein you, you have these conversations with your parents now, you know, when mm-hmm. when they say something, you're like, mommy, that's not right. You, sh- you, sh- you can't say this or you shouldn't be saying this. So you, you're educating and helping them unlearn their bias. And this is also the generation that's producing. So you're going to teach Uh, your kids, right? So while we have, while us and our previous generation has to unlearn things, I think the onus lies on this generation to teach the the coming generation, pass it on and, you know, just make everybody slightly more kinder, empathetic. And obviously let's have more art in the world. It doesn't doesn't cost you to be optimistic, right? Like imagine such a beautiful world. Now imagine the the world... I think slightly more kinder, at least in this aspect to the coming generations. I just hope so. I'm just yeah. optimistic over here. On that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. again, let's come back to the let's. tangents. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we were, we were talking about your style. So we were talking about your style. Now let's move on to right. the other aspect of it. Uh, the social media aspect of it. Right now, you said that hmm. uh, marketing has not been a problem for you when, let's say, Ellie came out, the book uh, Ellie came out. That's because you right. already had a set base of audience. Now, yeah. Let's kind of for a while in this conversation jump into the whole number game conversation. Mm. Okay. Uh, so tell me this. How I know you said that you very organically built your uh, your profile and your let's say audience in this case. Uh, what would be your tips and what are the things that you have learned from this journey of let's say 10 years of being on social media? What are the tips hmm. you can give to let's say somebody who's just opened an art account? Mm, I would have a lot to say. <laughs> Firstly, okay. I would say um uh, first thing I first is that uh, I'm very, very, very and very worried, honestly, for, for people who are just starting their art journey on social media. Because first things first, uh, this was not the level of social media when I started out. Also, because I'm from this other generation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so definitely the competition wasn't this intense. The We didn't understand social media the way we understand it today. You know, this whole algorithm talk was not, we didn't know what algorithm means. Yeah, Yeah, Facebook was just, you know, I wasn't even on Instagram. I didn't even know what Instagram was. I was only uploading on Facebook. So my first tip or advice or suggestion, whatever you want to call it, is uh, not to put that pressure on your art. Like uh, there are two kinds of pressure that I've come across uh, while conversing with people. One is the number one. And the other is they feel they're not good enough. It feels like, They'll make something, but they just don't think it's good enough to post, Mm -hmm. you know, because they feel like so many people are going to watch it. So many people are going to see it. And I'm like, (laughs) I used to make some garbage and put it up online with full guts. So I'm just like, uh, don't put pressure on your art because if you put so much pressure of whether it's good enough or not, whether you get likes or not, whether you get followers or not your art won't grow, you know, so you'll just never be able to get out of this vicious circle. The second tip I would give if, if it's somebody who's graduated and they're working would be that 
don't quit your job immediately because yes. like i know it sounds very romantic to say follow your passion and quit everything i am not that person i always tell people please graduate have a degree in hand always and please continue working uh because if you are going to freelance with no financial backup it's a it's a horrible road to go down because you cannot just sit and make art because you'll have to think of rent you'll have to think of electricity bills you'll have to think of software bills you'll have to think of how you're going to buy the ipad and how you're going to pay for the photoshop how you're going to pay for the wacom drawing tab whatever it is that you draw on right. right all of those things so continue working and i know a lot of people also tell me this that we don't get time uh which i don't buy into so i honestly because i work for ad agencies and media agencies i used to come home middle of the night sometimes and i would still not go to bed without without drawing and not that i created masterpieces but mm-hmm. every day i had to draw my highlight of the day i would draw put it up on facebook and then go to bed like that was the case sometimes i wouldn't upload it but i made sure i always drew So like sometimes i would journaling right that's that's almost yeah it's 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 you. like journaling yeah it, it's always been that for me it's always about journaling so i don't buy into it when people tell me that i'm very passionate about it but i just don't have the time because i feel like if you're really passionate about it you would you definitely take time. time out true, true, so true. yeah a couple of those things i would say don't put the pressure of numbers and finances on your art make sure those are taken care of uh, second is um, always make time and the third is be consistent don't do it for the likes i have realized that this has become a very toxic behavior mm-hmm. wherein you're creating for the likes so mm-hmm. you want to create something that's relatable right. that will get viral that this word no viral whether it will go viral or not you don't know so create because you want to create and whether it goes viral or not is not in your hands so Yeah, yeah, but a lot of I people, think, a lot of agencies, because you have an agency background. I well. worked for an agency. Yeah, yeah, right. A lot of agencies would come and tell you, hey, "We have the perfect uh, uh, formula for making things viral," and that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it works. Yeah, I really don't exactly. know if it works. And honestly, uh, if I knew what goes viral by now, I don't think I would have been struggling in doing this. I think I would have been a billionaire by now. Because if I really knew the secret, the formula, that this will make comic viral, ho and right. you know, this will get me these many likes, then I would just make those comics. No, why would I spend so much time thinking of other things to do? So I feel like all of these pressures need to, as in, you need to let your art breathe and survive right. in a in an environment where it's away from all of these. pressures basically true and i also think uh, for these let's say if you are the one who's listening let's say you have uh, you have an art account and you want to do that i think it's also very important to understand whether you want to be an artist or an influencer ha correct Those are two very different things boss very like, different yeah yeah try... yeah i think i i kind of agree with that and also i feel like um i think you hit the nail on the head when you said that people need to understand is it they do, they want to make art and be known for their art as artists or is it that they want fame they want numbers on social media correct so i feel like if if numbers is what you're after then try different things try art try photography try dance try becoming a fashion blogger start right. a food channel see what works for you art if that's what you're after think to become an influencer art is not the easiest route to becoming an influencer definitely not <laughs> yeah i but i think it's one of the hardest to if if this is your game plan then uh, be <laughs> then prepared to set you're in yeah. the wrong line my friend this is i said 
yeah i always tell people i say i have become an influencer accidentally you know why am i art but when i started meko to artist bhi nahi banna tha but everything is just such a happy accident i'm just like i started drawing because my college didn't allow me to write blog posts my college didn't allow me to protest outside so i was like theek hai i'll make a comic of it then dheere dheere i started enjoying making comics i started putting up online so my journey has been very i just stumbled into things right. but uh, but i think this really sums it up very well that decide whether you want to be an artist or an influencer you can be both but mm-hmm. it'll happen and it'll happen accidentally and it can happen it'll happen over a period of time correct. but it won't happen overnight correct and when and i don't think you can uh, i don't know i may be wrong but i don't think it's easy to consciously become an artist come influencer you can't i don't think you can consciously do any of those things yeah yeah correct correct if you don't enjoy drawing then you can't uh, i don't think you can force it क्राउन Shiny thing, uh, your precious. Yeah. I don't know if it is. <laughs> Tell us about that. How does it feel to be uh, a, a person with a blue tick? Are your parents proud of you? My parents don't know what I do. <laughs> my dad is an architect, by the way. So he looks at my drawing and he's like, "Scale, to use karo." Oh, <laughs> he's oh. like, "Do you know what human anatomy looks like?" He's like, oh, "What is this oh. wonky grid?" He's like, "Have you ever used a grid?" So yeah. <laughs> my dad has no clue what i do um my mom is one of those typical mothers she's like beta tum khush raho <laughs> but uh, but coming to the blue tech um, it's just uh, so the thing is one day i woke up and i had an email from the facebook team saying that uh, uh, you know we would like to verify your profile on instagram and facebook and i was like please go ahead <laughs> i don't have a problem please do verify yeah it it was as organic as that because they just uh, they emailed me and this was when i hit a certain number of followers although i don't remember how many i think back then i had 50000 followers or 40000 mm-hmm. somewhere I, i could be wrong maybe lesser than that but uh, but yeah i received an email from the facebook team and they said uh, we'll verify your profile and they told me all of these things that they generally verify because then it makes sure that they don't other people don't clone and i also had a very horrible incident where my facebook page got hacked the dublerama facebook page oh. so actually currently if you go see my facebook page it doesn't have a lot of artwork because i lost 7 years worth of artwork that i posted oh, on facebook overnight because i got hacked and uh, you know, yeah you, i don't know how this works but yeah it was just it was also my i made a video on it on my instagram by the way it okay. says uh, some yeah you should watch it it's quite interesting <laughs> so i basically made a video on instagram uh warning other people not to be stupid like me because uh, i got an email i believe them it was supposed to be a brand collaboration um and Whoa. and yeah they hacked my uh, they hacked my profile and i wrote to facebook and they said they sorry we can't recover the data we can recover the page but 7 years worth of work like right and it wasn't like masterpieces but i still but like to keep memory. my work that's your journey yeah it's memories right like 
right from the time when I used to draw with crayons to pencils to MS Paint, all of that is lost. So anyway, so yeah, so I got my blue tick, but uh, it was when I got my blue tick, I, I woke up the next day and I remember it was my husband who told me, he said, you, you got verified. And I got a couple of messages from friends saying, hey, you got verified. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I got verified. But after that, what Like, <laughs> I, was, I was expecting something there'll be violence playing outside my door. <laughs> <laughs> but but honestly so it's 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 nice to have a blue tick i'm sure it's got its uh, weightage mm. and i look more uh, authentic and uh, famous and uh, important on social media but as far as my work is concerned as far as the work i get is concerned as far as the, how much money i make is concerned nothing is affected i wish <laughs> i wish i made more money because of that blue tick but sadly it's not affected any of those aspects of my uh, illustrate journey so yeah i i i mean i would i still like my blue tick but uh, i think people think it's too big uh, it's not as as big as mm. i think people make it up to be in their heads it doesn't affect uh, at least for me it hasn't affected my work or my money making so yeah okay that that's that's uh, <laughs> i i feel that i can hear the glass shattering and breaking down <laughs> it does make you look important and it does right. um you know when i when i meet people uh, and i tell them that I, i i draw for a living i'm an illustrator and they'll be like okay can we see your work online and i tell them oh, and they're right. like is this you like the blue tick person is you and i'm just like yeah yeah, yeah. so both for like ego ke liye it's good it helps it massage your ego i'll tell you what but that's about it okay please take my suggestion let's do this okay when i visit your place i will first go to a printing shop i'll get a blue tick sticker printed <laughs> I will go to your house and niche where the names would be written on the uh, posters. Uh, I will put that uh, over there also. People should know. <laughs> Do your building people know? This is see. I think in India the biggest uh, the biggest <laughs> achievement is when your building people know that. So do your building. Then people- I achieve nothing in my life. My building people have no idea. In fact, the kids in my building feel bad for me because they feel like your auntie कुछ नहीं करती है घर पे. So I remember once like the couple of kids they keep coming. We live on the ground floor, so they keep coming to the balcony to meet my. dogs and yeah. one of these kids is very talkative just like me so he's like auntie what do you do don't you get bored at home the whole day oh, and i was just how like yeah nokri hai mere how old is this kid he's 11 years old okay okay <laughs> yeah so he sees me walking my dogs in the evening mm-hmm. so he's like acha auntie stays at home basically so auntie is a housewife and there's nothing wrong in being a housewife but uh-huh. he was like uh, so auntie don't you get bored and i was like no i i work and he's like he was very shocked he was quite taken aback he's like you work what do you do and i was like i draw and then he was least impressed he was like matlab aise kuch matlab draw matlab kya then he was like aunty even i draw i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> so my building people have no idea who i am <laughs> uh, what i do for a living nothing <laughs> absolutely not i think they just think ki acha मन बहला लेती है बैठ जाती है कंप्यूटर के सामने दैट्स ऑल शी डस No, but seriously, like blue tick, no blue tick. Uh, one thing is for sure, uh, you do have a style. Yeah. So I'll tell you this, uh, uh, Monica, you have a style, and I'm I'm glad that you have it. And the best part is, I have not seen anybody else with that one particular style. I I I do enjoy the fact that I have not seen your style anywhere else, and that's definitely unique, at least for me. Like in the little bit of art that I have seen on, uh, let's say on the internet, really good, hmm. really good. You're doing amazing. Thank you, thank you stuff. so much. Okay. Thank you, so, sir. Thank you so much. We'll go towards the closure before we go there. Can we uh-huh. tell us a little about your dogs? I know you have these two beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, so I have two retrievers. Uh, the first one, the older one, is called Sir Leo. Um, mm-hmm. He is. He'll turn six. Yes, he'll turn six this year. And my younger one is. Uh, I call her Captain Ollie, and she will turn three this year. Uh, they're both adopted. They're both adopted from Cuba, Bangalore. Uh, and uh, yeah, Leo came to me. So when I uh, quit my job in 2016, mm-hmm. and I wanted to give this a, f- a short full time, I oh, knew for a fact. Nice. You would yeah, be yeah. To take care. Yeah. So so yes. the whole idea was that. So I remember when uh, when I got married, I always wanted dogs. Mm-hmm. So when we got married and we were living in HSI, it was a rented apartment. So we were not allowed to have dogs in a rented apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, so my husband had all these conditions. He said, see, we can't have a dog in a rented apartment. So then we saved up and we bought our house, our own house, this flat. Right. So I'm like, Chalo, now we'll have a dog. He said, but we're both working. You know, we can't have know, a dog if I you're know, both I working. Know. So I was like, see, I'm not ambitious in life. Okay. So the only ambition I've ever had is to have a dog. Like that was the only ambition. And I'm like, what do I do? Okay, I have to earn money, then I have to freelance. So my, trust me, my only goal in life was to have a dog. That's why I feel like I'm not ambitious because I've achieved everything I wanted in life. Yeah? So then I quit my job and I was like, see, if I have to freelance and my husband goes to work, so I'll be very lonely uh, at home. And uh, so I'm like, now is the perfect time to get a dog. And it just so happened that I'm part of all these Bangalore adoption groups and rescue groups. So it just, the timing just worked so perfectly uh, on just a week before my birthday, uh, I was going through Facebook and I saw Leo's face and his owner wasn't taking care of him and he was up for adoption basically. Uh, He was one year old and I was like, this is it. I want this guy. (laughs) And uh, we filled the forms and we did all the protocols that is. Then we brought him home on Mother's Day, 2016, May 8th. Um, so that's how Leo happened. And then uh, three years after Leo is when I was like, we need another dog. It, it all, it's Everything is very impromptu. Like I had this conversation with my husband one night and the next morning a friend of mine texted me saying, this dog was abandoned and she was pregnant and the litter is available for adoption. So I was like, oh, brilliant. Let me sign the form. Let me like fill it. So I filled the form and we picked up Ollie is how so that's that's the story about my dogs Beautiful. and leo my elder one he is a very he's also like us he's very anti-social he doesn't have he doesn't like other dogs he loves staying home uh so and he just doesn't like other dogs so i was very worried to keep him in a shelter with other dogs right. uh but now ever since we've had ollie we've traveled twice uh and both times we've we've boarded them for over 20 days oh, wow. um yeah Beautiful. They both take care of each other and Ollie exactly. is a more like, like that's why that's why I call her Captain Ollie because she's very spirited like that. Even though she's the younger one, she takes care of like anybody annoys her brother, she's like, You better not. Oh, <laughs> so, wow, that is so cute. Yeah. They have a very that nice bond, cute. so yeah that is so cute perfect uh so i have yeah. a bunch of uh, like, like three four questions i'll ask you like quick quick answers and then we can of course call, call like it. a rapid fire uh do you want to do a rapid fire i also have questions for that Haan, chala, we'll try. Chala, I don't know how rapid your favorite <laughs> your, your favorite food favorite food golgappe pani puri pani puri golgappe okay, uh, favorite stationery brand I think Stedlow pen or pencil 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 okay okay lot of money without recognition or ulta recognition without a lot of money I'll take money yeah. money any day I'll be honest and ha ha. Fame ka kya karoge? Blue tick. But I mean I would pick money, I'll be honest. You can probably treat your dogs to something. Okay. Yeah, I can do anything. What is the best thing you like about Bangalore? 
since you've been here for a long time i love the city in general i think um nahi nahi general nahi chalega i need specific one uh, thing weather 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 no no weather. no that's that's the most interesting acha <laughs> pubs 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 acha chalo i can take that pubs and what is the one thing you hate about pubs pubs and cafes yeah pubs and cafes theek hai uh, uh, ah. favorite cafe favorite cafe do what yes thank you so much you like for that well? absolutely dyu right uh, yeah dyu ha correct okay uh, what is the one thing that you hate about bangalore traffic of course traffic and the water the water is just hair fall skin problems water i'll take yes traffic i was going to say it's cliched again sab bolte ha hard water, water. Uh, yes. bangalore ka ha yes so people if you are planning to move to bangalore uh, please get a water filter with you monica the last three questions i asked to all my guests which we'll go okay. into number 1 who is an artist according to you i think anybody who can translate their emotions in any form of art is an artist you need anything yeah good good okay uh, i know we briefly discussed about this but still i i think there may be some other answer also any is there anything that you dislike about the art world today i think the social media aspect of it which we've already discussed right, the right. whole pressure on numbers and algorithm and i'll be honest i get sucked into it as well because i see the numbers right like if i don't post every day i can see a drop in my followers and obviously it affects me because i'm like i'm human at the end of the day and i'm like this is my bread and butter right. so the whole pressure to keep up to be able to churn out and it's not just you know how social media has become right it's not just about your art anymore there has to be stories there has to be sneak peek into your personal life you know so i am and i will say this openly there are times where i am like abhi kya kaun sa story dalu so you know i'm just like <laughs> let's just click a picture luckily i have dogs so i'm like <laughs> i was just going to say that the dogs are like i think having a dog is a great thing to be like to have for social Actually, yeah yeah so and i would want you to edit this and put this up in the tips me that if you want to become a freelance illustrator adopt quickly adopt a dog or cat ya kuch bhi i have mad respect for people who churn out stories also apart from just doing artwork like i know there are people who really make good interesting stories so there's like a full 360 degree view of their house and their daily routine and you know all of that but the thing is i am not a very interesting I don't live a very interesting life, <laughs> so I'm like, what do I show? Rose, Rose, me, kya kar rahi hu? Kuch bhi nahi. So yeah, I think um, that's one aspect of so uh, art making is uh, the whole technology, the social media aspect of it, the keeping up with the whole with pressure the whole. is, yeah, right. that's a little irritating. Makes sense. Makes sense. Chalo, and mm. the final question, drum rolls. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I'm gonna suddenly become very uh, serious and uh, like thoughtful. Okay. Uh, all okay, right. Okay. <clears throat> Monica. Yeah, yeah. Monica. So uh, I know we've spoken about for a long while now. It's been a while now, and uh, I'd like to end this conversation on this one particular note, Monica. Uh, I was wondering if you could help me understand the reason. why you create art every day what is the reason you pick up your uh, apple pencil or your uh, wacom brush or whatever that is right you do mm. why do you do that every single day mm i think um Seriously. i think the simplistic answer is that i love what i do i have not fallen out of love with my craft i i did and i think <laughs> and i think uh, just making art every day i think it's one of those very rare things that make you fall in love with it deeper every single day right. is every time you draw you are you you fall deeper in love with it you connect 
deeper with your craft. So yeah, I think that's why I show up every single day to my job. Beautiful. And also because you have, this is the only thing you have right now. You're like, hey, hello, you've left your job also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've left everything else. I'm just like, I might as well just commit. And now that I've I've, I've taken the dive, I might as well. I don't know, but that sounded very dramatic. I love that. This is Yeah, a, but I think I don't know if there's the right phrase. <laughs> wow, imagine you are dubbing also. That's that's amazing. And jying also. Jying also, dubbing. Uh, wait, I thought dubbing was the jying. But okay, what is this? Never mind. <laughs> okay, Monica, thank yeah. you. So much this has been so much fun i overshot the time with you like crazy and i forgot we've hit four or five different tangents editing this podcast later will be a nightmare for me but i think i'll just go lazy and i'll just keep most of it <laughs> thank you so much i was not expecting such an amazing conversation Monica. <laughs> great thank you so much for this thank you thank you so thank you thank you so much for uh, for taking the time out for being patient <laughs> throughout my all my rambly answers and indulging and humoring me to allow me to like go off in tangents uh, this has been great i love having conversations i love discussing art and uh, to every to everybody who's listening uh, please please uh, find out what it is that you like find your voice and pursue it regardless of whether you have the time, whether you have the money, whether you're going to get likes or not. Uh, always take some time out to to find out what it is that you like doing. I think that's the best, best feeling ever. That's a great way to close this conversation, Monica. Thank you so much. Wish you all the very best. And uh, thank you. I am. Oh, I'm launching merchandise. I'm oh, launching yeah, merchandise. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I forgot the. What merchandise? Uh, so I'm doing small things. I'm doing badges, magnets, notebooks, uh, stickers, small hmm. stuff. Uh, it'll be out soon. I think by Valentine's, before Valentine's, I'm good to go live. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and considering by... this episode will come out after Valentine's, so guys, please, it's still there in her store. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's there. I'm, I'm selling stuff. Uh, probably by the time this goes live, I'll probably even have more products added in the mm-hmm. merchandise line. The links are all up. Uh, it'll be on my Instagram. It'll be on my website. I'll be shouting from every possible avenue. So yes, and <laughs> yeah. you, if you are listening to it, whenever you're listening to it, you will have the link to her website in the show notes below. So it should be even more easy to go there, click on it, go buy stuff, give her money, and let her live <laughs> her life with her dogs. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please fund my dog treats, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a great cause. I love this cause. Yeah, fund my fund Sir Leo and Captain Ollie spa days. Okay, spa days for your dogs. Great, perfect. Yeah, I'd like to come with that. Okay, cool, Monica. Thank you so much. I will probably thank catch you again. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry for the all the rambling and good luck with the editing. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take you a while. All right, that was my amazing conversation with Monica. I know it was long, but I really hope you enjoyed the conversation. Do remember to check out her work. The links, as I said, are in the show notes below. Also remember to subscribe to this podcast and again, tell your friends about it. We'll see you next week. Cheers.